Alright, it is Saturday night. It is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. I uh, Believe it or not, I took a uh, six-hour nap before I came on the what? show. Wait a minute. Yeah. Time, wait, wait, you said you were going to message me at 3 o'clock, and uh, so you took a six-hour nap from when you got home, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, See that? Yeah. You know what? Fans, he's getting ready for that 24-hour podcast. It's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's, it's weird, brother. And I'm, I'm sorry that I... Uh, that I didn't do that I meant to, but it was just, it was not going to happen. Like three o'clock today, it was not going to happen because I, um, like I said, I, I got up early this morning to, to, uh, do a bunch of stuff with my dad. And, um, and so after we got off the air last night, which was around one o'clock, um, and then for the fans, so wondering about that, uh, the other podcast is Wrestling POV. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean for free. Um, talk talk about a smooth yet seamless uh, plug for a podcast. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, it's helping you out too. Absolutely. And um, so anyway, um, so I needed to to settle down after doing the show for almost three hours. And then, and then, I, as I was trying to do that, Charlie was taking like midnight strolls for throughout my room. So all, <laughs> That's awesome. All I'm hearing is click, 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 click. You know, for for the longest time. Like, Long what's story, the, sorry, what's a click? The 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 nails from his feet on the floor. Click. Oh, click, you know? oh, because you you don't have carpet in your room, do you? No. Okay, wait, that, that's right. Okay. <laughs> click, click. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm like, Jesus. So long story short, I didn't fall asleep until like five, and I had to get up at six. Wow. So it's so from like I was up from like six to twelve thirty, and then I finally passed out. Oh, uh, okay. When I got back, so. So, at, least, at least I'm good for tonight, though. So my uh, Friday was was uh, fun. I just I watched a couple of movies. I watched uh, one from 1988 called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, okay, when this movie came out, I was like, I want to, I want to go and watch it in theaters. And now that I saw it, I'm like, why did I want to go see this? <laughs> then again, I was like only 14 years old when that movie came out. Yeah, well, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, it's a bad movie. Then today I was watching a documentary called The Trail of Dracula. And why, then, is it, uh, why does that automatically sound like it would be horrific? Actually, it, uh, it uh, dives into the whole history of Dracula. And uh, it, uh, it, uh, there's a large part of it uh, that focuses on Christopher Lee and the Dracula movies. Well, that does sound cool. And uh, just prior to, well, actually not prior to logging on on here to record, but um, like about an hour ago, I was I started watching uh, Bruce Brody, the best of Bruce Brody, Volume One. Oh man, that had to be cool. Which is is like almost a three hour video. It's got a lot of matches on there, and 
Just before we uh, logged on, I finished up a Mid-South. I finished putting the final pins on the Mid-South Wrestling, which we will be looking at in the Time Warp segment. And that's, yes. going, back. that's going back to July 7th, 1983. Uh, time Warp has returned after a several week hiatus. And there's going to be some fairly interesting matches on you that I'm like, Ben's going to Ben's gonna find this one interesting because I found it interesting. I didn't even... See, when this took place, I was like nine years old, and I didn't even know what Mid-South Wrestling was because I didn't even know what wrestling was because I didn't start watching until a year later. Yeah, this is coming from a guy who at one point in his life had no idea who Hulk Hogan was. <laughs> oh, my God. I walk into the classroom, everyone's like, yo, Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik. I'm like, who's Hulk Hogan? <laughs> They thought they thought I'd uh, just stolen the class pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you have a classroom pet? No. I did at one point. Although in a science class, we had to uh, buy gold pet goldfishes or whatever for like. For I don't know why I even forget why we did it. I had like three goldfishes, and they all died one after another. <laughs> like, oh well, wrestling podcast. I'll, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the state out PNC exclusive. <laughs> that, was, that, that was very interesting. <laughs> All right, so, um, so and uh, tonight uh, we have the usual of this week in wrestling, and of course we have the time warp going back to 83 for mid south. We also have the predictions for All Out, which takes place on September 4th. And we, we should clarify. This is part one of our all-out prediction because... Yes. Oh, I have uh, the email from our producer. Yes, well, b- before we get to that, the esteemed producer. Um, so the reason why we're doing uh, two parts is because right now they have um, eight confirmed matches on this card as of as of earlier this afternoon. And... Um, Instead of doing, like, three pre-shows for, like, All Out, um, Flash at the Castle, and, um, um... When Worlds Collide. Yes. Thank you. Power Man 5000 would be very pissed off at me. Why did I blanket that? Um, but instead of doing, uh, one pre-show for all three, um, we're gonna try to knock out some of AEW's, uh, tonight and then that way we'll we'll only have to cover anything that comes out of uh this week um on dynamite because we're coming back on saturday and then we'll do the other two you know win worlds clyde and um and um clash at the castle on saturday so i'm I'm sorry saturday this saturday coming up um what um this Saturday no, September the third. Yeah, Saturday, September the third. What, what that's what I meant to say. 
No, but I thought you said you're you're leaving that day f uh, for your vacation. No, I no. That, that's why we're doing the pre-show on Thursday. That, that that's oh, why I no. She said then we'll be back on Saturday. That's why you're confused. Oh no, no. I'm, I mean, I meant to say we'll be doing the pre-show on Thursday for the show that's on Saturday. Oh, okay. That's why I think. That's why I'm confused. Okay. Yeah, we're good. All right. So, uh, now I've got the email and then I got in trouble from the by the producer. Ah, uh, well. What what did our what did our esteemed uh, so. Let me uh, read this. Let's see if I can remember this because I don't even have the email email in front of me. But it said, "Dear gentlemen, I hope this letter finds you well. I am writing to you with regards to your podcast, the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. However, before I address that, I must address Mr. Canella, who keeps insisting on torturing his co-host by telling him that they will be doing a 24-hour podcast. Which, there will never be a 24-hour no, podcast. I can no. assure you that. So, Mr. Pierce, you can rest easy. There will never be a 24-hour podcast. No, we'll, we'll leave that to Jim Cornette. I've already spoken to Mr. Canella, and I am pleased to announce that after reviewing the numbers, the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast has been renewed for a fifth season and will return on Saturday, September 11th. Uh, yes, yes, we will. Absolutely. So that came to us from the producer, so I got told by him. Uh, actually, actually, September 11th is Sunday. Okay, well, well. Yeah. Will we be returning? Well, it will be around that weekend. However, I got told by the producer told me to stop torturing you with twenty four hour podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the the next request he can make is maybe you can stop torturing me with killer clowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we see we into uh, this weekend wrestling. Absolutely, sir. All right, we're going to kick it off with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw from the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This was a fun show. It absolutely was. So we kicked things off. My high point, first high point was the opening segment with Trish Stratus uh, coming out to the ring. And, of course, that brought up Bailey and the rest of uh, Control. Now I believe I don't know if uh, they're called control or damage control because I think uh, they I, I, did. I heard I did. trademark for damage control. Right, right, and that's what I heard as well. So I I believe that they're trying to trademark damage control. All right, so that is the opening segment, and that of course uh, <laughs> got into uh, Bailey's face and said she's been retired. She's retired. But there's always a chance for her to come out of retirement for one more teasing one more match. Yeah, yes, the infamous one more match line. Now, um, now, you being Canadian, I can completely understand why uh, you enjoyed this segment with Trish, and I always enjoy Trish Stratus. It's 
got if you ask me, she looks better now than she ever did. Yep. I, I'm just being honest with you. Um, but um, but the, the thing the thing about it is, I didn't have a problem with Trish's part, but where the, where the segment kind of went downhill was um was when Bianca Belair came out because her her part of the promo just didn't like it didn't fit. Mm, yeah, she came out to like defend Trish, and then she's like, "Wait a minute, I don't need to defend Trish." So, so I'm like, the, but why are you out here then? Exactly. So, so it just came off a little awkward. But, but I, yeah. I, I, I just thought it was like an odd way to like uh, to uh, roll into the first match, being the women's tag team match. Yes. Well, before we get to the um, before we get to the uh, opening match, which I know this is your part, but it, but it also um, bears. Noticed that uh, the show started with a brawl between Riddle and oh, Rollins. I love that. That was awesome. Which I absolutely love that because we're so used to getting the formulaic, uh, you know, promo to open the show, you know, for 15, 20 minutes, and then we jump into the first match. No, no, no sorry, no, Ben. Yeah. No, imagine this. You're at the Scotia Bank Arena. Well, we're at the Scotia Bank Arena. You're in your wheelchair, and I'm and I'm walking. Uh, we're, we're just walking on my own business. All of a sudden, we see these two guys brawling. Be like, what the hell? Yeah, that would that would be uh, that would be quite interesting. Yeah, especially if he came through our section. Right? It's like what what's going on? Like we're just here minding our own business. We're at the concession stand also you see these two guys brawling. Absolutely. So so you know I just I find I find it a refreshing way to to start the show. Yep. And um, you know, like I said, not so formulaic. So that was nice. All right, so that brings us to our first match, the tag team match in the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. 15, no, 18-34 for this match. Uh, yeah, this was a low point for me because I just don't get this whole tournament. It's like, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the stupid trios tag team tournament they've got going on over at AW, which we'll touch on later on, later in the show. Well... I, I I will say this. I have I have more patience with the um with the trios uh, uh tag team tournament. I was turned off by one of the results that you shared with me yesterday. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I ha- I I have no patience with the the way it looks like it's gonna go. Well, yeah, but um, especially especially with that result you share with me regarding Rampage. Yep, and I don't care um, about Rampage, but that really made me mad. Yeah, so, but um, to your point, um, the women's tag team title tournament. You know, we touched on it uh, last night on uh, Wrestling POV, but it bears repeating on our show because our illustrious audience hasn't heard our take on it. Um, that I really don't understand the the women's tag team uh, tournament at all because by design WWE doesn't have a women's tag team division. 
the the actually the only tag team the only real tag team would be toxic attraction yeah and, and you know and damage control if you want to you know count yeah. them because they're just a newly introduced unit but you know it's and, just... uh, after you're done i want to run by my scenario by you, my original scenario that i was gonna do last night but then that we didn't want to go any longer than we already went yeah, we, we and we did ten. We did go much longer than I had anticipated, yeah. but that's okay. So uh, continue on, continue, and then I'm gonna share my uh, scenario. Okay, um, so it, it's it's just it's weird to me because number one, we you know WWE doesn't have a a women's tag team division. the The singles aspect of the division is rough enough, but when you're when you have a hodgepodge of mismatched tag teams, it's just kind of, it's kind of awkward. And then the, the, the second bit of this is this tournament has been jinxed from the very beginning with injury um, issues. Um, first, we, first we had... Uh, Zoe Stark. Yeah, Zoe Stark and then... A uh, toxic attraction uh, was taken out of the tournament because because of a concussion suffered by Gigi Dolan. Yep. You know, and and then as a result, we got the the second chance matches on both um, Raw and SmackDown. You know, and, and it was hold, hold on. that was a second chance match on uh, Raw. I believe I believe so. I thought it was only on SmackDown Second Chance because all those teams are, are on SmackDown. Well, well, it, it, actually, you know what? I think I think you're right. So, yeah, they but you know they they have these that really pissed me off that Second Chance thing on SmackDown. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to that. I don't want to jump around too much. Um, but this is just. It's raising my ire because it just it makes absolutely no sense. And um, talking about talking about the match itself, I no, we're not taking calls right now. I know I know you want to talk about this bullshit, but th- <laughs> this is this is our segment of the show. Goddamn it! Hold your hold your horses. Um, it. it what what was the name of that heckler that that got on my case last night on uh, Wrestling POV's Facebook page? Oh, do we really want to mention his name? Uh, no, but but if, if if that's you, you know who you are. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Um, Stay off our fucking page if you're gonna be a dumb a dumbass with stupid comments. Yeah, fucking yeah. Mark. Yes. Where where's MJF? We need him to cut a promo on that exactly. asshole, right? A- anyway, um, but considering the talent involved, you know, of course we had it was Oscar and Alexa Bliss versus Dakota and Io to open the show, and considering the talent involved, I was very disappointed uh, with the quality of this match. Um, yeah. it was it was given plenty of time, so that part was nice, but. To have Oscar pinned clean um, j- it just doesn't uh, do anything for me. 
Okay. And then, um, and then, what what were your other low points? I know. Before you go on, um, now you remember last night we were one of the questions we asked was who do you think should win the tag team championships? Yeah. I okay. Now in my scenario, Toxic Attraction has no injuries; they're still in it. Okay. Yeah. So let's say Toxic Attraction goes all the way. They they win the tag team championships. And one of the teams they've beaten is uh, Sonya Deville and uh, Natalia, okay? All right. So, uh, the, the finals would take place on uh, on Monday. Wait, are Toxic Retraction, were they SmackDown or were they uh, Raw? They were SmackDown. All right, so let's say that, that they win the Tag Team Championships this Monday night, okay? Right. Right, they've already been Sonny Duel. On Friday, they walk up to the ring, they cut a promo saying how they said they would beat every other team in this tournament to become the new tag team champions. And they're wondering who their first challenger is. It's going to be who their first challengers will be. Yeah. Right? Out comes Sonny Duel and they they look at her and and they say, well, we already beat you you already lost twice. You had no. We already beat you in the tournament, all right. Yeah. So, what do you? Why are you out here again? You think you can actually beat us this time and win? And uh, where's your partner? Where's Natalia? So, to which Sonya would say, "Well, you're right. I do have a partner, but it's not Natalia." Music plays. It outcomes Mandy Rose, and we get the Fire and Desire reunion. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I, uh, then we get Manny Rose and Sonny Deville versus Toxic Attraction for the Tag Team Championships. Well, that, that, I, I don't think that that would have worked because Mandy Rose is, is still with uh, Toxic Attraction. Well, no, well, no, I'm saying in, in like, if, if uh, in, like, in my storyline, I'm saying, like, uh, Mandy oh. Rose uh, breaks away from Toxic Attraction reunites with Tony Deville. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't complain about that, but, you know, I uh, I, I really do like Toxic Attraction. All right, so the next one I have is Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor for High Point. Uh, Kevin Owens and Chad Gable. The old Kevin Owens. I love this Kevin Owens with the duct tape T-shirt. Yeah, definitely. It, it's so it's so refreshing. This this is what he should have been, you know. When when that when that um storyline with um Ezekiel first kicked off, you know it it was funny. You know they had the lie detector thing, and then. After that didn't get immediately resolved, it just started to drag, and it was like, "What the hell?" But I do think they it was really the way they uh, they uh, had Ezekiel and Elias on screen together. I mean, I don't know how they like how that worked, but that was pretty cool the way they did that. Yeah. So of course I have Chomp and Miz versus Ashley Styles. And Edge and Damien Priest, those are all my highlights. And my low light, Bailey versus Aliyah, and it hurts me to say that because it's Bailey. I mean, 
Yeah, but 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 as we said last night, you know, for for that to be a Bailey's return match of all people. Yeah. You know. And, well, so you that's know, why that's why I said it hurt me to say that because it's Bailey. It's like okay. And and I I know I know Leah is your girl to a certain extent, the Canadian pride, so I understand that. But let's let's be honest, Aaliyah is nowhere near the uh no. The caliber of Bailey, so it was just a very weird uh, matchup to no. have. No, for... I, I just hate the way they've they, like cheated her since 2012-2013. She's not new to this. She's been wrestling that long. She's been in the company that long. They still like look at her like she's a newcomer. She just started. Well, well, in my opinion, could that could that be because? Um, could that be because she hasn't progressed nearly to the level that she should? It could be, but also at the same time, uh, she's, I don't really think she's been given a chance. Or maybe a, because I, I, I didn't uh, get to see NXT a lot like in the early days. We weren't getting it up here. Right. So I, I don't really know. I can't really say. So um, you know, so it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, for me, my my high points and low points. Um, it was a lot of high points, a lot of very solid uh, wrestling. Know, right, a lot of high points. When was the last time we said that? Yeah. So, um, the high points of high points for me was Kevin Owens versus Chad Gable. Um, I really enjoyed that match. Um, Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Bauer was awesome. I'm not sure where they're going with Dolph Ziggler. I feel like I feel like every time we discuss Dolph, um, you know, it's like the same thing. Great wrestler, love the guy in the ring. You know what? We really have to to send a return letter to our to our uh, executive producer. You know, he's got to up his budget and get us out of this 40-minute Zoom bullshit because I was right in the middle of discussing a fantastic match between Finn Bauer and Dolph Ziggler, and all of a sudden, the Zoom meeting has ended. Excuse me, motherfucker. I'm rude. Well, let let us pull out our best Stephanie Tanner impression. How rude. (laughs) But anyway, so, so... as I was saying, we have been conditioned throughout the years to to, to believe that Dolph Ziggler is always going to lose because, you know, uh, he's always a good hand, but um, by and large, he was never really seen as a as a world title um, contender. So I I have a difficult time uh, trying to figure out what he has to do. Um, with Finn Balor and the Judgment Day. Um, but having having said that, I'm not going to complain about this match because this match was absolutely awesome. Uh, 12:57 was the official time according to what I'm looking at. And, and so I have um, a question for you, though. Yeah, go ahead. Where's Robert Rude? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess the dirty dogs went bye bye. I guess my um 
I guess my my current request for Bobby Roode now that Triple H is in charge, um, and you people probably know where I'm going with this. Can the glorious one return, please? Oh, I, I actually, I, I thought I read uh, where he did return at uh, one of the live events. That they had the he did this glorious Bobby Roode uh, character. Oh man! Well, it, it, if true, then that's awesome. I, I was not aware of that. However, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Beer Money re uh, reunite and go on a WWE run. Yeah, but if you remember, uh, Chris Harris's run in WWE as Braden Walker was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, but Chris Harris isn't uh, James Storman, Bobby Roode. Chris Harris is, uh, I, I don't like him. I don't. There's something about him. No, no but 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 no, but what 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 I'm saying is, and I I should have I should have clarified. Of, of course, I knew, um, you know, James Storm and Robert Roode, they're beer money. But um, considering how uh, Bobby Roode's other tag team partner uh, was treated in in. Um, WWE. I'm not sure if I want to see another reunion for Bobby Roode. Uh, but, however, if you recall, uh, James Storm did have a brief run in uh, NXT. He which did, was, I remember that, yeah. Which, which was handled much better than uh, Braden Walker's uh, <laughs> WWE tenure. Look at these names. Braden, how do you go from Chris Harris to Braden Walker? Yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. So uh, then the, the next highlight that I had was, of course, Edge versus Damian Priest in the main event. That was that was very enjoyable. And, um, and uh, in case you guys were not privy to this, um, Edge announced after the show went off the air that he was planning to retire. Uh, when uh, WWE returns to Toronto next year, mm-hmm. so um, you know, but that is uh, that is definitely um, that is definitely a much better ending for Eddie's career than when he was forced to retire in 2011. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy for Edge that he was able to um, to have that that moment on Raw, and also that he's going to be able to, um, you know, retire on his own terms. Now, obviously, anything can happen uh, between now and, and and then, but, um, you know, all, all th- if all things um, continue to go Edge's way, hopefully he can have his storybook ending. Mm-hmm. Now, the other, the other high point, which was, to me was the high point of high points, even though it was a bit random, was the return of Johnny Gargano. Oh, yes. That's another one I had in my high point, yes. Now, his his first feud appears to be with Theory. Um, you know, uh, Theory, Theory tried to get the way back together, um, but uh, he ended up eating a, um, a Johnny Gargano super kick. So I am, I am very excited that uh, Johnny Gargano has returned. Um, to WWE and and I was I was damn near jumping up and down in my wheelchair and excitement. So 
Um, you know, gotta love Johnny Gargano. I'm a, I'm a huge NXT Black and Gold fan. Um, uh, very, I'm very much not a fan of NXT 2.0. Uh, but you know, any anything Johnny Gargano related, I want to see for sure. So, um, with that, we will. Uh, I'll uh, toss it over to Elio for his take on NXT. NXT 2.0 this week. All right, here. Let me pull up the card here. And first, um, high point has to be, of course, Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton. Now, had I not seen uh, NXT uh, this week, and I watched it because um, I wanted to be prepared for uh, my guest appearance on Wrestling POV, um, so had I not seen Wendy Chu and, and Tiffany Stratton, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just based on the, the Wendy Chu's gimmick. But yes, I absolutely agree. Um, I was very surprised by this match. And of course, another highlight I, I gave to Tyler Bain, Von Wagner, and the Dyad versus Legado the Fantasma and so happy that uh, they're going up to the main roster with Santos. Yes, and that was just a very nice way to, uh, you know, to um, close a loophole in the stipulation between uh, Santos Escobar and uh, Tony D'Angelo. So I thought that was handled very well, no, and um, definitely, definitely, definitely a good segment. Um, when uh, when um, Santos pulled up in the uh, SUV to rescue his compatriots. Now, I'm looking at the card here in front of me, and I can't believe the way this is structured. All the low points matches are at the top. All the high points are at the bottom. Like, Because my low point has to be Gallus, which hurts because I'm a fan of Gallus versus Brooke. <laughs> Brooke Jensen and Josh Briggs. Cameron Grab and Javier Bernal, who is mainly featured on NXT Level Up. And Blair Devonport and Indy Hartwell. Those are all my low points. Well, I, I have nothing to add there because I am in 100% agreement on all fronts. Um, and especially the Grayson Waller effect. That was terrible. Yeah, um... Yeah, I, uh, I, I was not, I was not a fan of that. You know, um, Grayson Waller called out the absence of Apollo Crews' Nigerian accent, which was very uh, reminiscent of Triple H calling out Kofi Kingston's lack of a Jamaican accent back in the day. So was it right. funny? Was it funny? Yes, but we've heard it before. So yeah. just, just overall, I was not a fan of that segment. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's funny because when Grayson Waller first showed up, I, I was a fan of, of this guy. Uh, yeah. he, I forget what match it was, but it was, it was a ladder match, and he did a, he did a dive off the, off the top um, of the ladder for, for an elbow drop to another ladder, and I thought he damn near, you know, broke himself in half. Um, okay, so, so I, I didn't get to see him. I I really saw him more in the in the war games match. 
Absolutely. And, um, you know, so I, so I don't know where to stand on the Grayson Waller right now. All right, so that is it for NXT. We are going to throw it over to Ben for AEW Dynamite. Ben. This, for all of um, for all of AEW's problems that seem to be going on right now, and, and we'll get into plenty of that uh, as part of this review uh, when we get to uh, CM Punk versus John Moxley. But other than other than that, uh, which was the glaring low point of the show, I have to say, the um, the rest of the show, by and large, was very, very, very good. Um, the high points start off right off the bat with the promo between Jericho and Daniel Garcia, which of course had um, Brian Danielson involved. Um, you know, okay. oh, I, all right, all right. You, you like that one? Yes, I did. Uh, for me, it's just uh, too much Jericho every week on my screen. It's the only problem I had there. But I, I, I didn't mind that segment because I, I really like how like the crowd is getting behind Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I gotta tell you, for for Daniel Garcia, uh, I'll tell you a story about him off air. Cool. For Daniel Garcia to be able to perform at the level that he did against, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, or I'm sorry, Brian Danielson, uh, sue me now, um, you, you, you know, you fucking marks. Um, but no, anyway, I'm, I'm pull, I'm pulling my best Bailey impression, but, um, but yeah, th- this, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, the next high point I had, even though the match seemed a little random, was Jay Lethal versus Dax Hardwood. F- F- FTR in general is on the run of their careers. Um, so it's almost um, surprising when you see one of them in a singles match. Mm-hmm. But but let's not forget, folks, you know, the it, it's not breaking news how talented FTR is. Um, but you know, I, I am always a little bit surprised when, when, uh, one of them shows off that well in a singles uh, role, especially against someone the caliber of a Jay Lethal, because despite the, the bullshit storyline that Jay Lethal is involved in with, with Satnam Singh and, um, um, and Sanjay Dutt. You know, it it can't be ignored how good he is. I I really I really don't like the way that he has been used thus far in his run with AEW. I I would have really preferred him to be, um, you know, in the world title picture. And then when when ROH started up, oh, I'm like, okay, well they're gonna use him over over there in that capacity, and and that's how this um this alliance with um his, his old friend Sanjay Dutt came to pass. So that part was cool, but you know, it's just we're not quite sure where um ROH stands. Right now they've had two uh pay-per-views, but other than that, uh we haven't heard much about the future plans for Ring of Honor under the control of Tony Khan. 
So, with that being said, I would really like to see Jay Lethal put in a much more serious um, role uh, with the upper echelon of the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that this match was absolutely uh, fantastic. And my only complaint about that match, and you know where I'm going with this, what kind of finish do I hate the most, Elio? Roll-ups. Yes, my man. You're on, you're on top of your shit tonight. Thank you. Well, well played. If I could give you a standing ovation without falling on my ass, <laughs> I, I, I would do so, but it's just not in the cards. Uh, it's, you know, cerebral palsy and all of that have different plans for me. So I'll keep my ass firmly planted in my chair, but <laughs> nonetheless, well played. Um, the, another, um, another high point was, um, let me see, hold, hold on, yes, the, the United Empire versus Death Triangle, holy shit, give me more of this, of this match, please, I mean, I could watch this match all day long. My only complaint, because I know, I know that uh, that um, Fletcher and Mark Davis um, are as a tag team. They're known as the Aussie Open. But can we just call? Can we just call them uh, the United Empire, please? It sounds so much better than calling them Aussie Open. They sound like they're about to play tennis with Serena and uh, Venus Williams. You know, yeah, okay, sorry, kind of weird. Sorry, I, I, uh, I initially thought that the, the triangle won. You know what? After watching, after seeing these brackets, they better give this to a good team. I, I give it to the elite. These titles. That's the only team that I can see holding them. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um. And um, well, I mean, I mean, I, I, could, I could have seen, um, you know, I could, I could see United Empire, um, getting them, um, okay. but um, but other, other than that, I absolutely agree with you, um, but um, low point wise, let, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room that everybody has been, uh rightfully ranting over in the in the podcast land since since Dynamite aired. CM Punk versus John Mosley for the AEW World Championship before <laughs> All Out. In three minutes. Oh my god. And Stop. I am I am completely lost as to what the fuck that is. Now <laughs> Now, it seems obvious to me, um, as a result of what we saw after the match, the stare down between um, between Punk and Moxley as Punk was being led out of the ring, um, that uh, we might get a CM Punk heel turn. That being said, this result still makes no sense. Because all you have to do 
is have a badass match between the two of them at the pay-per-view to unify the titles. You know, I understand that having interim world uh, world champions and tag team champions and or not tag team champions, I meant the women's championship after the announcement by Thunder Rosa. Um, I understand that's not ideal, but um, you know, it. The bottom line is this: if Punk was actually too injured to have a full match, then the unfortunate reality is that is that the match between Punk and Moxley has to be removed from All Out until Punk can uh, get back to full health. Now, the other, the other, the other thing that I was hearing that, quite frankly, was pissing me off was that. Um, was that it was John Moxley's idea to uh, to have the squash match to, to unify the, the titles. Now, that very well might be the case because I don't see something like that happening without all parties agreeing on it if it's going to air on TV, but that doesn't make it a good idea. This was completely, completely dead. You know, you know, and and not only that, folks. You know, they didn't even have this in the main event. If they wanted to have a screw, no, I thought this was going to be the main event. Well, I did too, and then they just had it in, at the start of the second hour. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" So just, just overall, um, I'm not really sure what's happening with um, AEW right now on on the world title front, um. Because, Ben, yeah, I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. So as Elio steps away to collect, collect the pieces of his brain that have exploded all over the floor, trying to figure out the CM Punk versus John Lively situation, allow me to attempt to to clean the bullshit up. Um, you know, I can't really uh, say where this is going. Outside of, outside of a CM Punk heel turn, but that being said, um, the way that this was handled and put together, unless Tony Khan has a larger plan, which I'm not seeing right now, uh, this was completely, um, completely just out of left field. So, um, not a, not a fan of that at all, and um, you know. It also it also bears relevance to talk about this in the context of, you know, I understand that AEW has had a lot of injuries lately. They're just now getting their uh, roster back to semi-full strength with the returns of, um, you know, Kenny Omega, uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, um, but... For some reason, there's something about AEW TV that is not clicking right now, and it's very obvious. And usually, um, that, that and that takes me over to, to uh, Rampage. And usually, ladies and gentlemen, we don't um, discuss Rampage anymore on this show because, quite frankly, Rampage sucks. Rampage, as I was mentioning earlier, seems to be a completely different entity 
outside of Dynamite and outside of the overall landscape of AEW because, yeah, I understand that they advertise matches on Dynamite and then have them over on Rampage, but the stories on Rampage aren't really there, uh, you know, to tie in with anything else going on with AEW, in my opinion. They're just matches for the sake of matches. Um, and, um, you know, and as I was discussing with Elio earlier on in the show, um, you know, I was, um, I was getting ready to take a nap after my workout, yes, um, on, uh, on yesterday afternoon, and, and he texts me with the results that the Dark Order have defeated the House of Black in their um, their trios tag title qualifying uh, or their trios tag team tournament match, not qualifying match, my bad. Um, but it's just like what? Because when when, when the trios tag team titles were um, introduced. Even before they were introduced, when the rumors of the Shrios tag team titles were 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 picking up steam, I was thinking that the perfect tag team to put them on would have been the House of Black, considering the role that the House of Black has been on, um, you know, since coming into the company, and now you're going to give them to the you're going to have. Um, House of Black lose to the Dark Order. Now, no disrespect whatsoever to the Dark Order with what I'm about to say, but um, let's just be real, folks. This is just reality as I see it. Since the unfortunate passing of Brody Lee, Dark Order has had no business being involved in anything major in AEW especially especially considering how they've been booked since his death um, because the, the, they have done almost nothing of importance outside of outside of um, having a very awkward relationship with hangman Adam page I mean I mean their their I mean their relationship with Adam page is more on and off than the high school it couple that we all that we all went to class with back in the day. So it's very weird. Um and um I was not a fan of that at all because like I said, House of Black was my pick to win the entire goddamn tournament. Now the the other the other issue that I have with the tournaments in general, not not just the AEW tag team tournament but just the way that AEW does tournaments is they put every single team that they have in these tournaments. And then when it's time to for a pay-per-view and you have a world, a world tag team title match, um, it's like, well, what the, what the fuck is going on with, with what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the pay-per-view? Because all your tag teams are stuck in this tournament. You know, wouldn't wouldn't the tournament be be the basis of the pay per view kind of thing? I don't know. You know, wouldn't wouldn't the pay, wouldn't the tournament have a major presence on pay per view? Um, 
but, but it's it's just, it's weird to me because as big as much as um I'm so, as much as the acclaimed are growing on me, you know they have absolutely no no business as it stands right now in terms of the story to be in the ring with with Swerve and um and Keith Lee. I mean it's like I can't really buy that Swerve and Keith Lee are gonna lose the titles and all out. So I I just wish that there had been more story there. I have a question. Go ahead. If they ever make that t-shirt, are you buy the Acclaims t-shirt? No. And that's the, that's the other that's the other thing. I'm glad you you brought that up because I know we were I know we were joking around on on last night's edition of that's not, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't real. Well, okay. Well, I wanted it to be a joke considering we were discussing scissoring daddy ass. No, but no, no, be- that that was real. I saw that on Twitter. I'm like, no one's gonna buy that. No. <laughs> no, it, it 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 sounds like the title to a gay porn, which, <laughs> which, which which if you if you're gay, I have no problem. But I, it, it's just I don't want to envision scissoring daddy ass on uh, on my wrestling show. So um, you know, it's it's just very weird, and uh, I I wish that that had been executed a little bit differently. Plus the whole storyline between Billy Gunn and Colton Gunn, um, that which has continued on Rampage was fucking weird. You mean to tell me that Colton Gunn can't can't beat his fifty eight year old father clean? What did you watch the Rampage after? No, but I I saw the results. Oh, okay. And it was it was it was just like what the fuck? No, of course I'm not gonna waste my time watching watching Rampage after I hear that the Dark Order of all fucking teams defeated the House of Black. Are you kidding me? That is the that is the definition of a protestable offense. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but uh, but that ends my uh my my review of Dynamite. I was I was very much. Um, in in favor of a lot of the stuff that they were doing on this show outside of outside of CM Punk versus John Moxley. Um, Elio, what what did you think before we move on to uh, to SmackDown? Well, I pretty much have the same uh, the same high points, some points as you. Um, the the opening segment, like I said, too much Chris Jericho on my screen every week, but. I did like Daniel Garcia in this uh, in this segment, so I will say that. All right. And uh, yeah, that low point, uh, the high highest point I can give is the uh, Death Triangle and um and uh, Aussie Open or United Empire, not Aussie Open. But um, that's my high point, and my low that lowest point is CM Punk and Moxley. Very good, and we are we are in agreement there, and. And hold tight because that is not the end of the AEW coverage on this show. Um, as I said, we will be going over uh, the AEW All Out pay per view. Um, and um, I, I see my co-host looking at the uh, looking at the clock. Um, apparently, we have nine minutes and 
Uh, 39 seconds left before we get unceremoniously kicked off of the of the air again on our own show. God damn it! Mm. You, know, you know I'm I'm tired of these technical issues. I mean, last night we were a half hour late get, get, getting on to Zoom because we got kicked out of the room because apparently you were hosting another meeting while both me and Clay were trying to get in your room. So. I, I, I don't know. Is it is it you? Have you tainted the Zoom experience for us? No. No, oh, god goddamn. I was hoping I was hoping for someone to blame and I was hoping it'd be you just because it it would have been fun to give you shit. <laughs> but uh, but I guess I have to res- respect you as the uh as the editor and, and chief of this show. God damn it, I didn't want to tell you. I have, I have a question. What's that? What are you watching back there? I am, uh, as, as I'm doing this show, I have one eye on the uh, preseason finale between the Baltimore Ravens and Washington Commanders. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, sounds like, because you keep turning your head. I'm like, what are you watching? Yeah. All right. So, the, okay, so Baltimore. Yes. I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a big football guy, but hopefully, hopefully that is not interfering with the quality of this show. I don't think it is. If I no, turn I, my head, I watch it. Uh, I watch it when I when I when it's on. Cool. Um, so I uh, have a favorite team. I just watch whatever games on. I just watch. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, Canada is Canada is still a football country, isn't it? Yeah, we have the Canadian Football League up here. Cool. Yeah, we've we've had several wrestlers involved in the Canadian Football League. Which, The Rock was uh, in the CFL. Yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. So, um, this is all we have for uh, Dynamite? Yes, sir. All right, we are going to move over to Friday Night SmackDown. Now, Ben, before we go on, um, they did record uh, next week's uh, episode as well. Um, they yeah. The, uh, he, uh, you, mean, you mean next week's episode of, uh, Smackdown. of uh, SmackDown? SmackDown, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm looking at... Uh, I, I'm going to pretend I didn't see these, but I'm just looking at the, the card. And uh, Karen Cross uh, made his in-ring return. Makes his in-ring return. Oh, so re-debut on SmackDown. Yeah. Cool. Very good. All right. I, li- so, I like that. So what do we have for SmackDown? So um, SmackDown, let me get the, uh, let me get the card pulled up here. Uh, where where is it? Oh, here we go. I have so many tabs open. It was it's funny. So, from an from an in ring perspective, um, I was not I was not pleased with with this SmackDown overall. But from us um, from the uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre build, I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely love that aspect of of the show. So that that, that in conjunction with the uh, the main event between 
uh, Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, which culminated in uh, the bloodline just beating the absolute dog shit out of Drew McIntyre. And and that visual of um of Roman Reigns sitting in the chair while he was while he, he was um positioned on the neck of Drew McIntyre and the Usos looking down that that ending visual was very very cool and uh, which which leads me to a question um ladies and gentlemen and and um because Elio is my co-host I guess he can he can answer um this and um you know um for us but um you know just food for thought for the audience in general um after what we saw on smackdown do you think that drew mcintyre walks away um from clash at the castle in cardiff as the um as the wwe universal champion i'm gonna say yes yeah, I um, I would I would have to agree with you. I mean, it it just seems like it's it's time for um for Roman Reigns to drive at least one of those titles, and um, you know, and if that ends up being the case, I can see this being the beginning of the end for the Bloodline. I you can know, s- I can see Roman Reigns having broken dreams. And how cool would it be if Broken Dreams went off in yeah. that in that stadium in Cardiff? I allow allow me to nerd out for a minute. I'm a, I'm a big um, I'm a big fan of of wrestling theme songs. Yep. Uh, which is which is why I so enjoy doing wrestling roulette to close out the show. And I've been um, uh, I've been listening to the themes and uh, rating them. Exactly, and um, and Which I need to get back into doing because I stopped for momentarily. Yeah, well, I would um, I would be very interested to to see your overall findings uh, to finish ranking whatever uh, whatever criteria you're basing. No, on. I'm just rating them. I like I'm just rating them one to five stars. Oh, cool! And, and I'm not like I'm not like ranking them like uh, oh, one top ten. No, I'm just uh, listening to them all and rating them one to five stars. Okay, cool. Well, uh, bro- broken dreams would be near the very top of that list. I can assure you of that. Yep. Um. So that would be awesome. Um. Now the low points. Um. Excuse me. I'm I'm ha- I'm almost having an allergic reaction because once again. I have to discuss this women's tag team championship tournament, which which absolutely sucks, ladies and gentlemen. That both matches were the absolute low points of the show. You know, I, I you know we I already went on a rant regarding the tag team tournament for the ladies. I don't want to do it again, but I am I am just not impressed at all. And if 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 it were up to me, um, we we would be having a bonfire, not fueled by wood. No, no, no. It would be fueled by gold. Surround surrounding the women's tag team titles and the twenty four seven title. Those, I mean, good lord, it would it would look like a scene out of 
out of Game of Thrones with the, with the melted gold and how happy I would be dumping them on the head of, of Vince McMahon for his final death scene. I mean, good God. I, I, just, I just, I don't get the point. I you know, I think I understand the the end goal for the um for the women's tag team titles, but if it doesn't end with the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi, I'm not really sure what what the overall point is, because as we've discussed, you know, the WWE women's division is a, is a singles division, not Man. a fucking tag team division. Man. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, I'm get I'm getting the the final countdown. So, uh, with that being said, we'll wrap up SmackDown and we'll be right back. All right. So now we are going to get into our predictions for AEW All Out, and AEW All Out takes place on September the fourth from Hoffman Estates. Illinois is at the Now Arena, and we have a total of nine matches on this card. One of them, which we will bring to you on Thursday when we know the final results. Yeah, and, and I, I think there's going to be more shit added because so far there's not a world title match. So I think there's going to be plenty more added. But you, uh, know, you know what's weird? I don't even think we can uh, do the trios finals because... We'll only know one half of uh, that match. Yeah, well, yeah, the other half is same place on Rampage. Yes, well, as 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 we've been uh, as we've been discussing, um, we will bring you um, as much as we can in part two of um, yeah. of all our coverage, and then anything that we miss um, will will be covered in depth. When, when I return from uh, my vacation and we have our season five uh, season five uh, debut on uh, September uh, September 12th I believe um, S- September 11th or 12th um, and um, you, you know so it's gonna it, you, you guys definitely don't want to miss our our season premiere because that's gonna cover all out. Um, Win Worlds Clyde and uh, Clash at the Castle. So, so that will be our most stacked shows since we covered uh, WrestleMania and um, ROH Death Before Dishonor, as well as um, the Undertaker's Hall of Fame induction. So, mm-hmm. we, which, which we will try our very best not to go three hours and 45 minutes like we did on that show. Uh, but uh, but yeah, suffice to say, uh, season season five, um, episode one will be an absolutely can't miss episode. So uh, hang tight with us, and that's why we're uh, trying to review so much, and we stuck an extra show in there on Thursday because originally this was supposed to be our season finale, but I I personally. Uh, made the call to do another one on Thursday because I felt like it was just there was too much of a gap between uh, you know the this show and what would have been our uh, season one, season five debut. So, uh, so hanging in with us is a very busy time in pro wrestling, but hopefully you guys are having as much fun with us as we are um, 
doing this shit for you. So uh, with that being said, let's move into our predictions for AEW All Out 2022. All right, we uh, talked about like this doesn't really matter because stuff still might be added. So here we go. So our first one, we have a six-man tag match: Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Mortar City Machine Guns. Well, if it's not Wardlow and FTR, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Because because Wardlow's run as TNT as TNT champion, um, you know, has been absolutely god awful. I mean, where where is he? I mean, it's almost becoming like a running gag. Um, he, he appeared on uh, on uh, Rampage last night, and he beat um, he beat Ryan Nemeth in a one minute match for, for uh, the. How does the, Ryan Nemeth get a TNT Championship match? And, and you know, but that that's what I was that's what I'm saying about Rampage. That's why I that's why we don't even cover anymore because it's like what the fuck is this shit? But you know, with with Warlow in particular, um you know, I said this last night as well. AEW's booking of War of Warlow since he won the TNT title and, and it escaped from the custody of MJF has been absolutely fucking atrocious. It's it's like you, you know you know those old books that we used to love as kids with, with you know the Where's Waldo. Yep. I I feel like I feel like it's becoming a situation of you know where's uh, where's Wardlow when we need to change his ring attire to look like Waldo. <laughs> right. You know he needs to come out in red and white ring gear. All right, so uh, for that, I've got Wardlow and FTR as well. All right. Next, we have a four-way match for the interim. I hate that word. For the interim AEW Women's Championship. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. If Britt Baker ends up winning this match, I got a fucking problem. I do. I do. Wait, so um, sorry, saying again. If if she wins this match, yeah, I, okay. I really, I really do. I I know, I know that we had a very, um, very uh, animated disagreement on last night's show uh, with you and Clay because you two are are in the corner of uh, Britt Baker and I am in the corner of uh, Thunder Rosa in terms of being a much better wrestler. Right. Um, so um. <laughs> Didn't mean to cause okay, controversy, but, but come on, who do you have in this match? Thunder Rose is on in this. No, no, I I know, but we were so having so a... so. Who are you gonna pick now, Jimmy Hater? Uh, no, I no, absolutely not. I I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't pick that, but um, I I would say with Tony Storm for sure. All right, um, you know what? I'm actually gonna. Agree with you and go with Tony Storm. I mean, I feel like Rip Baker will win, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tony Storm. Cool. Uh next we have a casino ladder match. Participants to be determined. 
we stop? What is the point of this casino ladder match? Is that the one where they come out with like all the hearts and then the clubs and then the diamonds? Uh, well, that that is the um, that is the buy-in battle royal. But, but oh, okay, this is a casino ladder. But, I, I don't know. I get them confused. These two. But I think that I think they do the same kind of thing for the for the ladder match. But I but really hate it, that though. It's so confusing. Yeah. All right. So. But I think I think I think the only reason they do it for the ladder match and call it that is because instead of a briefcase, it's a huge poker chip. Oh, jeez. So, okay, I know what this is. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, I don't know who's going to be in it, so whatever. Uh, All no. right. Next one, we have Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. I know with Danielson. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Danielson on this one. Then AEW World Tag Team Championship: Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. Uh, Swerve in Our Glory. I'm going to watch Swerve in Our Glory as well. And also, the one thing I meant to tell you last night, um, I was reading on on a, one, on a website. Hold on. I was reading on a website that um, uh, Swerve was asked about WWE and hit role. He said he has no interest in returning to WWE. Well, well, I don't, I don't necessarily blame him. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. I've got Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy, absolutely. So now, okay. Not that it matters, but do we see Luchasaurus turn again? No, no, they can't. They can't do that. They had a perfect opportunity to do that. And they had this this entire you know badass presentation, but it was a it was a red herring situation. So I don't I don't I don't see it I don't see a heel turn having the same effect that it had the first time. All right. So no. Yeah, doesn't really matter for me because I don't like I like Luchasaurus. I just really think they've ruined him. Well, it, well, especially after the, after that, like I said, after that situation with the heel turn. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I've got Ricky Starks. I've got Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. I think he needs the victory a lot more than Ricky Starks. Okay, and for the TBS Championship, Jade Cargill versus Athena. Does Jade lose? No. Now I'm gonna go with Jade Cargill because uh, I I think this title was uh, made specifically specifically for her. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so those are our predictions for AEW All Out so far. Because who, uh, who knows what uh, more we're gonna get, and this is why uh, time management is in the book. <laughs> yeah, and you know what. I I was I was flattered that my suggestion for the book was still in the book. <laughs> I, I I got a, a very big kick out of that. All right. So uh, 
we will be back. I'm just gonna with a uh, time warp. I'm gonna set this up, and yeah, we'll be back shortly. Cool. All right, Ben. Time warp this week. We're back. Very good. And we are going back to July seventh, nineteen eighty-three. Very cool. I was nine years old. I was I was negative five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right, this is the intro. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Johnny Rich, Magnum TA getting the win over Doug Vines and Ralph Williams. Very cool. Alright, on to our second matchup. And now, this is not a full match. This is a highlight match that took place previously. It is a bull rope match with Dusty Rose versus Nick Bachwinkle. Dusty Rose narrating the the whole match that we oh. hear here. Oh, this is sweet. Alright. <laughs> what you see in here is just what Dusty Rose wanted. It's a full rope match. Nick Bockwinkle, not since I had to give it up. I mean, <laughs> fans are working. You see it right here live and in person. And you see for the AWA Heavyweight Championship. And now at the end, you'll get the full full of Dusty Rose the American Dream and take this full rope match. Your friends. Your enemies, whoever they may be around the world, got to understand that there's no way you can go anywhere. There's no way you can hide. There's no way you can crawl under. You see 
Clip, but that wasn't worth it because that was pretty cool. Nick Bockwinkle and Dusty Rhodes. Dusty picking the win and uh, getting attacked by DiBiase and King Kong Bundy after the match. Oh, that's so awesome. I listen to Dusty Rhodes all goddamn day. It's just wonderful. And of course, that brings us to our third match. And here we go with this one. No, really? I had no idea. They use a lot of flat brute strength and force. As long as they got that courage to 
and that intensity in their hearts. They're awful folks. Look, he just, he's just, just, he's just wiping these guys out. From the, body slams the other one. He's got the one up in the Atlantic City Avalanche. And oh, he just dropped him across. I don't know how his back kept getting broken. And the guy underneath him, three count, three count. He won't get up. He wants it too. Five count. Five. For King Kong Bundy over Jerry Caldwell and Ron Ellis. We'll Alright, so Bundy defeats two opponents. Oh, very good. And the next one is going to be a highlight video. I don't even remember which one this is, but uh, let's give this a listen. Very cool. All four men in the ring, boy. This is just into a Donnybrook. Oh, wow. Robert and Johnny Rich on the floor, but I saw a million. So it was hard to make out uh, what exactly was going, was going on there, but it was uh, Jim Duggan this time going against the DiBiase. So there was a time where these two were the Rat Pack, and then there was another time which was uh, earlier in like '83, around this time where they were feuding. Oh, okay. So this was before they became the Rat Pack and formed their team. I, you know, I don't have any recollection of the Rat Pack. That was before my time. Yeah, but yeah, it was before my time. It was like '83. Well, no, it was around uh, because I, I was like uh, 12 uh, when uh, they were around. But uh, still, I we weren't. I didn't even know what Mid South was. Yeah, that makes sense. So the only way I, the only way I knew about Hacksaw Duggan and uh, Teddy Biasi was through my wrestling magazines. Otherwise, I'd never seen them except for in pictures. Man, I was, I'll tell you what, brother, I was obsessed with wrestling magazines back in the day. Did you? Like, now, yeah, okay, before we go into commercial, I have a question. Did you still collect them? Yeah, I did. WWE so, uh, magazine when did, you, when, did, when did you start? Um, I started like in the, I, I want to say like the 
the mid two thousands. Oh and, wow! Okay. So, and then, and then, well, yeah, but you have you have to keep in mind. Like I was, I was, I was young, and like even before I started collecting them, I was, I would always like, um, get them like off the shelves on in uh in the stores, but in ter- yep. in terms of subscribing to like WWE magazine and stuff, that was like uh early mid two thousands. So, so you used to subscribe to the magazine? Yeah. All right. See, so I started collecting them around, I want to say 85, 86, no, 86. I got my first one. It was a black and white magazine. It was, uh, it was called Inside Wrestling. It was the July issue, which was the All-American Special. And on the cover, we had Magnum TA, Dusty Rose, and Sergeant Slaughter. No, sorry, Hulk Hogan, Dusty Rhodes, and Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Talk about a talk about a photographic memory. Good and Lord. Uh, and then I started collecting this one called um, Wrestling All Stars Heroes and Villains, and they had um, they had one um, they had a poster on the inside cover. Then they had eight posters in the middle of the magazine and one on the back. And uh, the one from 87, I had Kerry Von Eric on the cover. On the back, we had Skandor Akbar and TNT, of course, better known as Savio Vega. Yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of Savio Vega, I hope that he turns out okay. He's having some sort of health issue. Oh, yeah, so I, I saw that. Get well soon, Savio. Absolutely. This way, this way you can tell me that I talk too much. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you that story off air too. Um, but uh, looks like we're going to be going into commercials, so we'll be back to continue with time war. Very cool. All right, we're back. We're going to continue with uh, our time warp segments. Our next one is a highlight video. So let's take a listen to this. Many television shows around the country have a main eventer against a preliminary boy. 
and the fans, I think, get tired of that action. Now, this is a championship match. And Duggan and Bundy, toe-to-toe, that big man Bundy slugging it out with Jim Hacksaw Duggan. DiBiase trying to come. He's cut off by JYD. I think there's been four men in the ring since the start. This is almost like a Texas tornado match with all four men in the ring at the same time. And there's Junkyard Dog, and he's leveled it. Of course, Dugan's on the floor from a double crash. Dog's pulling him in. Dugan's down on the floor, hurt Bundy down. Harvard nearly hurt. Butch Reed just, Butch Reed just pulled Harvard Dugan, and Butch Reed just drove Dugan into that steel post. Dog is fighting away. Dog is fighting three up right now. And Big Bundy's trying to put the coup de grace on Dog. But Dog puts Bundy in and Dog catches Bundy with another cut by Reed. Reed levels the junkyard dog off the top rope. And Dog is down. Reed has come out and decimated this team from behind. He's got Dugan driven him into the steel post. He's over the dog. And now DiBiase and Akbar are both putting the boot to the junkyard dog. And of course, so basically, uh, that was a mess at the end. Uh, there was no winner because Butch Reed interferes. Yeah. And that I, I, us to our, sorry. I was, I was just gonna say, I think like interference in wrestling matches is just like overdone. Like it, it makes sense in a lot of situations, but I just think it's overdone. Yeah. And that brings us to our next match, and here we go. What? And in the blue corner at two hundred and fifty pounds from Atlanta, Georgia. Sorry. Was that a botch? And listen to the fans at the Sorry, was that what when they said Hacksaw Butch Reed? Yeah. No, I think that's uh, what they used to call him, Hacksaw Butch Reed. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Neither did I until I I'm like, wait, why is he called Hacksaw Butch Reed? What? Yeah. Alright. catch what happened at the end? Uh, no, I did not. Alright, so you heard uh, Butch Reed went to the top rope. Right. Back in in the in the 80s, in that uh, part of in the, the territory days? Yeah. Much like WCW had that stupid rule where over the top rope, uh, someone gets clotheslined over the top rope it's a disqualification. 
going to the top rope was also disqualification in the territory in some territories. Oh Jesus! Well, I guess, I guess the luchadors wouldn't have been very popular in the territories. And here we go with the next match. Actually, there is one more match after this one. So here we go with the second last match. This event is for one ball with a 10-minute time limit in the red corner at 268 pounds from Omaha, Nebraska. Ted DiBiase. And do yourselves. He makes up the win over Tim Horner. Well, that's to be expected. Tim Horner is like the ultimate, you know, jobber. And here we go. This is the main event. is almost the longest cord you go. Yeah. Zukov, not Zukov, in a non-title match. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just went to look up um, Boris, and it came up as a Russian restaurateur. Now you're looking at the wrong one. Boris Zukov, he was a Bolshevik with Nikolai Volkov. Here we go. Yeah, I just got the name wrong. We're good. Yeah. So, yeah, the Bolsheviks. Daylight, that was a squash match in WrestleMania 6 against the Heart Foundation. Yeah, oh, well, of course it's going to be a squash match when you're facing the Heart. But like, uh, 
they hadn't even uh, taken their jackets off and already the Hart Foundation beat them before the bell could even ring. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, so, so it's funny. So Zukov was obviously a Russian character, but he, yeah. I, I'm looking at him, he, he was actually born in Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know what? My my favorite part of this episode of the Mid-South was uh, the Dusty Rose match against Nick Bockwinkle. Well, absolutely. And just just because it was narrated by Dusty Rose himself. And, and great minds think alike, because that was my favorite part, too, for that very reason. All right, so um, there's nothing else. So we oh, actually, hold on. We do. Uh, I do have a couple of uh, things for you before we get into wrestling with that, Ben. Okay, very good. So first of all, I'm putting you in a match this week. Oh God! So let us see who your first opponent will be. Let me just. Well, luckily, lu- luckily, I've been training this week, so. Uh, okay, so. Here we go. I'm going to do two seconds. The two seconds. I'm going to stop. Then I don't know. I'm going to pause and you're going to say stop after two seconds. All right. Okay. And whatever Russell lands on, that's your opponent. The type of match you're going to have and the location of the match. All right. Cool. All right. So here we go. All right. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, I already did it, so remember, we're two seconds. Okay. Go. Okay. So. Wow. Ben Pierce, your first opponent will be Andre the Giant. Okay, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is my last appearance on the show. In a wow. TLC match. Oh, Jesus. And well, backyard I, wrestling. I, I, then I might have the advantage if it's a ladder match. <laughs> Alright, so that is, uh, that's your first match. I was going to do a whole bunch, but I thought, space it out over several episodes, because I have a lot more of these up, uploaded to my Google Drive. Cool, that works. Alright, so uh, I found something else here as well, and this one, Ben, you and I are going to have a match. Oh god, well, well then you already know, I'm going to kick your ass. Well, we have a Survivor Series match. We're each going to build our own team. Well, that works. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. I want you to wait. Let me uh, restart this one. Okay. All right. So you're going to go first, and then and then I'm going to go. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna. Do the I'm gonna do the pause and then you do one two stop. Okay. All right. Oh, oh. Let me try it again. The video. Freaking. All right. Go. Stop. So this is your team. 
Oh, well, wait, hold on. Do you want to be my team or do you want to be team blue or team red? Team red. Well, it's team black and team red. Do you want to be team, oh, you want to be team red? All right. Yes. So do you want to go first or second? I'll go, I'll go second. All right. So I've got the Miz. That's, that's my first. All right, that's you're, you're that, that's the first member of my team. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. You're welcome. All right, go. Stop. Fuck. You got Rey Mysterio. My man. <laughs> my my all-time favorite. <laughs> All right, my turn. Oh shit! Oh, you're gonna you're gonna be mad. Oh god! At my uh, second uh, pick, I'm gonna uh, carry cross. Oh, oh goddamn! All right. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> wait. Hey, go. Stop. You got Kevin Owens. So you go, okay. Hold on, let me write these down. Let me uh, open that notepad and write these down. All right, open it up, my max notes. Okay, so I've got The Miz and Kerry Cross. Ben, you've got Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens. Sweet. So we each have three more picks. All right. So I've got Rey Mysterio. No, you got Rey Mysterio, Kevin Owens. Okay. So let's see what. Let's see my third pick. Ooh. Okay. Third pick, Finn Balor. Oh God. I got Finn Balor. All right. Let's see who you get. I already have him. Okay. Go. Stop. Give Elias. Oh. Oh, shoot. Hey, come on, man. That that is is fucking terrible. So let's see. I got Finn Balor and you have Elias. Oh, boy. We have two more picks. All right. Let's see. All right, let me just uh, go do this again. And oh, okay. Um, my fourth pick, Seth Rollins. Oh dear, I may be in trouble here. <laughs> the only one who can save you is the is uh. Could be Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. All right. Go. Oh, shit. Go. Stop. Fuck. Your fourth uh, team member is Brock Lesnar. Oh, Lordy. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. All right. 
This is interesting. Okay, our final pick. Ooh, okay. I've got quote by the final pick, Cody Rhodes. Oh, Jesus. Who are you, you going to get? I have no idea. Stop. Oh, shit. You, your final pick. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. I win, you lose. <laughs> All right, are you, are you happy? Yes, I am. All right, so let's see what our Survivor Series teams look like. So Team Elio consists of The Miz, Carrying Cross, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Cody Rhodes. Well, minus the Miz, that's a very good team. Team Ben consists of Rey Mysterio, Kevin Owens, Elias, Brock Lesnar, and Tommaso Ciampa. Well, minus Elias, I definitely scored. Oh, holy damn. Yeah. Yeah, your team, your team is uh, better. I mean, come on, you got Brock Lesnar, Tommaso Ciampa, Kevin Owens. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think I win. Uh, and I don't know. I'm thinking we should uh, revisit this, like close up to Survivor Series, see if anything different, if we get anything different. Yeah, I'd be down for that. But I'm gonna see. Yeah, I think I have another one. Another Survivor Series uh, thing, I should see. Uh, yeah, I do have another, I think I have another Survivor Series, but uh, it's on my other iPad. But um, I'm going to upload it to my Google Drive and uh, download it to this one so we can uh, revisit this closer to the Survivor Series. Cool. All right, so that brings us to our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. We'll be back shortly while I get my playlist set up. All right, it is time for Wrestling Roulette. The way it works, I play 10, 21 themes, 10 clip, 10 uh, seconds, and my co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready? Yes. All right. This first one, I already know you're not going to get this. But here we go. Primo and Epico. You know what? Actually, we're not going to count that because that's an NXT 2.0 theme that doesn't belong to anyone, so we're not counting that. Okay. Alright, here's your first one for real. That is Liv Morgan. Okay. Good CFO, right? Jeez. Okay, here we go. Uh, 
Zero and one, here we go. Uh, Nathan Jones? No. Who, who was it? That is Pete Dunn. Oh, okay. And yeah, I don't know if you read this, but you'll be happy. There's talk that the Bush might go back to his Pete Dunn character. Thank Christ. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. You know what, fans? We we'll be back shortly. All right, then it is still zero two. We're not going to count the that last theme called Makuchi, which is Aki Bono's theme. No one knows that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know that. I, that's why we went into a commercial, a mini commercial, because I had to go and look that up and Google that to, because I didn't even know who it was. Well, that makes sense. So here we go. It's still on two, so that you could be one and two with this one. Ted DiBiase Jr. Ted DiBiase Jr. One and two. You are track four. Are you ready? Yes, sir. I don't have the slightest clue. That is the Iron Sheik. Okay. One and three. Here we go. Um, just a shot in the dark, Ricochet. No. No, that is not Alba Fire. It is Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Okay. All right. One and four, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. What the fuck is this techno hour? <laughs> I I have no. That is the full-blooded Italians. Okay. The best splits in wrestling, Molina. <laughs> Molina, two and five. All right. Cool. Well, it doesn't say Rodney Mag, but yeah, Teddy Long is what I ha- is what it has here. So, Rodney Mac, where is he? I don't know. All right, he's, he's, he's ma- I know he's married to Jazz though. Yeah. He was in the NWA for a while, I think. 
All right, three and five. Here we go. I don't have the slightest idea. That's Mustafa Ali. Okay, well, he's never on TV, so how the fuck are it? So, three, three and, and six. six. Here we go. Who be thieves tonight? Come on! <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to know that? That is a Men of War Aldo Montoya. Jesus Christ. Just incredible. God damn. Good lord. <laughs> Three and seven. Okay, My heart. Oh. <laughs> Who? Oh, that's a honky tonk man. Oh, okay. Oh, that. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> All right, three and I eight. Know, I don't know if I can go on. Oh. <laughs> oh okay, what's the score? Three and eight. Three and eight. Okay. Try track twelve. Here we go. Uh, JBL. JBL, and then before we do get cut off, do you think we should attempt some more, or should we come back? Um, we'll, we'll just come back. Alright, sounds good. So we'll be back in a few minutes. We're going into commercial. Cool. Alright, so the score is 4 and 8, Ben. Here we go. Track number 13. Isn't it Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss. Five and eight. Track 14. Here we go. Road Dog. No. Well, the new age outlaw. Let me get the fuck out of here. I would have given it to you anyway, so I'm six and uh, eight. Yep. Alright, here we go. <laughs> Jimmy Snooker. Seven and eight. Look at Ben, he's coming back. Yep. Alright, track 16, here we go. Is that Tony D'Angelo? No, and this doesn't even make sense. This is Carmella. Uh, 
Oh, oh, the like the stripper like theme. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Right, no, so, and, and no disrespect, but the but the the entrance video reminds me of a stripper. All right, seven to nine. Cool. Yeah, seven. To, yeah, seven to. Nine. Yeah. Alexa Bliss with a double dose on this edition of Wrestling Roulette. Eight and nine. All right, here you go. Um, check eighteen. Oh fuck me! Thanks. <laughs> uh, happy Corbin. Alright, nine and nine. Alright, track nineteen. Here we go. I'm a nice man. I'm a nice man. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh Billy Gun. Billy Gun, and there's a way we would have ended the show on with that theme. No. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, ten and nine. Here we go. Uh, so that's uh, you track twenty. You have two more, Ben. Then we yeah. go to bonus. Cool. Oh shit! I'm really not sure who that is. That is the Blue Brothers. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, D.O.A. Yeah. All right, so 10 and 10, you are tied. Okay. So this one's going to break in, then it's bonus mode. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know, unfortunately. That is Apollo Cruz. Oh, boo. Alright, so. Uh, uh, I'm, see, I'm. Alright, so it's 11 and 10. No, it's 10 and 11, then we're going into bonus mode. Okay, cool. <laughs> Mandy Rose, and actually, Mandy she, Rose. I, I, in all seriousness, I do think she's gotten better in the ring. So shout yeah. out to her. All right, title eleven. All right, here we go. Give a huge round of applause for Sam Walker. Who the fuck is Sam Walker? You know what? I don't even think. This, because I don't even know where this came from. No, yeah. we're not counting this one. Because I'm not sure how that got in there. Alright, here we are. It's still 11. No, 11. 
12 or 11? Oh, 11 or 11. All right, here we go. Uh, I can never get that one. Uh, shit. Uh, is that Hardcore Holly? No, that is Bobby Lashley. Oh, okay. That must have been in one of his early themes. Yeah, well, this is from the music uh, volume seven. So, yeah, it must have been his earlier when he first joined, joined, showed up in the car, WV. Okay. All right, <laughs> 11 and 12. Uh, not bad until you started out. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, now, Ben, I had an idea. Um, that we're going to start this in season five. However, we can talk more about it on, um, like, on Thursday. Uh, but I'm thinking, because, you know, I've been watching all the old WBF from 93, 94, and so on. Yes. Yes. And all the pay out. Our next uh, pay-per-view is going to be King of the Ring 94. And then I'm going to do SummerSlam and Survivor Series. However, I'm thinking when we get into 1995 and onwards, of looking at all the In Your, the In Your House pay-per-views, because those were kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I'd be down for that, Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm thinking uh, when we get into 90, 1995 territory, we can start doing the Anger House uh, reviews. Yeah, that, I'm down for that, absolutely. All right, very good. So uh, so you're bringing the show to a close. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right, so that is it. Another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will be back with the season finale on Thursday and... Uh, Whatever else they decide to add to all out and everything else that happens uh, in the week during the week of in wrestling. So I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is PC Progressions Podcast. Ben, see you guys, fans. See you guys later. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>